Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Wednesday, February the 2nd, 2022. So today we're continuing in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5. Today we're going to start in Matthew chapter 5, verse 31. So one of the things that we see in the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus keeps taking the old law. Now we know we just read not too long ago. Jesus said, I haven't come to abolish the law and the prophets, rather to fulfill them. So Jesus then kind of gets into some of the old law. And he's trying to show how he is fulfilling the law in that he is coming in the spirit of the law and not the letter of the law. So the letter of the law says, I'm just going to do this maybe out of obligation. I'm going to do enough to get by. But the spirit of the law says that I will do the intention of the law because I know that's the best for me, because I know that's what God wants for me, because I have this relationship with God. Um, And so we've looked at uh, not just murdering, but not even being angry. And then we looked at not just committing adultery, not committing adultery, but not even lusting. And so today we're looking at divorce. And Jesus says this, It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Now, I know this has been an interesting topic Uh, in my lifetime in the church, this idea of divorce, because we know that divorce is much more common in our day than it ever was even probably 50 years ago. And so what is Jesus saying here to us? I've heard all kinds of restrictive kind of comments about, well, so then can you marry someone who's divorced? And I want to step back from that for a second, and I want to say that First of all, we're living in a very different kind of time and a very different place than Jesus lived in. Is divorce still painful no matter when it happens? Yes. Is divorce not the intention when you go up to an altar and you, you, you say those words, till death do us part? Of course, divorce is not the intention. Uh, is, is divorce something to be avoided at all costs for a married couple? Yes. But I want to say that in this passage, one of the things that we miss is is the power dynamic that's going on in Jesus' day. So first of all, it's a very different time. Men could offer a woman a certificate of divorce, and that would kind of put them in the free and clear, right? So a couple of things would happen when they did this. A woman couldn't necessarily divorce her husband. It was the, always the other way around. And so that's why this instruction is to men, you know, you you could give your wife a certificate of divorce. But what happened when that man would offer this certificate of divorce and it kind of became more like that's all you had to do, right? 
you could do it for any reason, and some of the reasons might be kind of ridiculous even, is, is that woman would become somewhat destitute because it was not a society where women worked. And so if a man just writes a certificate of divorce to his wife uh, for some kind of reason that's not really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of life, um, he puts her in a very vulnerable position in society. She has to find someone to take care of her. She doesn't work outside the home, and so she doesn't have a way to provide for herself. And we even see this in the Old Testament. We see that, that one of the issues uh, in the story of Ruth is that Ruth is this widowed. She's not divorced, but she's a widowed Moabite, and she's trying to provide for her mother-in-law, who's also widowed, and they have no way to provide for themselves but to rely on this man, Boaz, who, who comes in and steps in as a righteous man. The funny thing is, in that story, is that Ezra and Nehemiah are telling Israelites not to marry Moabite women because that was seen as like um, it was going to pull them away from God. So they believed that's why they ended up in exile. They were marrying these Moabite women and other women from, from other countries. And so they're actually... You know, the preachers of the day are saying, you know, you should divorce your Moabite wives. But then there's this issue of all these women becoming destitute. And so the story of Ruth is kind of this countercultural narrative that says, there, here's an Israelite man who's doing the righteous thing by marrying a Moabite woman. In other words, he's not letting her go destitute. And I think this is the center of this teaching on divorce. It's that a man can't just discard his wife and put her in that position because she doesn't have the same agency she would have in our world where she could go out and get a job, uh, where, where women are uh, equal to men. Ideally, I know there's some, some page, uh, wage gaps and things like that that we're still working on. But, but in this society, she doesn't have a way to provide for herself outside of being married. And so what, what would happen if you just issued a divorce for a small reason uh, is that you would put her in a very vulnerable position and perhaps even make her destitute. So Jesus here is protecting these women, protecting the women of his generation. And, and he says, unless it's that she has been unfaithful to you, you cannot just issue her a certific certificate of divorce. In other words... Husband, you have, to, you have to stick to your end of this covenant um, for, for your own sake, but also for the sake of your wife and for her well-being. And so I think that puts the whole divorce issue in a little bit different light in Jesus' day. Is it still painful and traumatic? Yes. Uh, anyone who's been through a divorce or anyone who has been the child of someone who's been through divorce, it is painful and traumatic. Uh, is it the same dynamic as Jesus day not exactly and so we know that God has grace for us uh, and God has grace for people who've been through divorce and so I've walked through divorce with many people as a pastor and I will say that I've seen God redeem that and bring someone maybe new into their life that's able to live with them and able to to begin again and uh, bring joy and marriage and contentment and the things that we all search for in life um, if we want to be married, those things, uh, even after divorce. And so we need to be careful 
in this command not to miss the spirit of the law, which is to love someone uh, till death do you part. But if something goes wrong, you can't just end it uh, for your convenience, in other words. Um, it, it needs to be, there needs to be care for the other person uh, involved. And Jesus is trying to protect these women in his society who are losing uh, their sense of agency by just being divorced for smaller reasons. And so uh, I hope that helps you with that. What that says to us is, uh, what I believe as a pastor, is that when we commit to these relationships, we commit till death do us part. Um, sometimes things don't go the way we had planned. And I want to say there's grace for us in that. And that what Jesus wants uh, more than anything in these relationships is that we would not leave someone destitute uh, over some kind of minor thing that really wasn't divorce worthy. And that's what Jesus is looking at here. So the spirit of the law, I believe, is to um, hold your, your covenant, commit to your covenant, um, and not just jump out of it at the first chance you get. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. And I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.